What's up, everybody? God bless. Welcome to the Bible teaching ministry of A Love Outreach. Just decided today that I'm going to go ahead and jump on here and record um, a teaching here out of Proverbs chapter 16. Um, today is November 16th, and if you don't know this, I'd really encourage you to read the Proverbs on a daily basis if you don't already do so. Uh, you can do, you know, it's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. So on the months that have 31 days, you got, you know, 31 chapters you can read that month. The months that have 30 days, add an extra chapter in there. But today I'm going to go ahead and, and just begin to read out of um, Proverbs chapter 16 and uh, just kind of talk about it as we go along, see what happens here. So Proverbs chapter 16. Um, verse 1, the preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Now this brings to mind Matthew chapter 10 and verse 19, where Jesus was speaking to his disciples um, and kind of warning them of what was in their future. Um, that they were going to be brought before councils and things like that, and they were going to constantly be being persecuted for their faith in him, for their belief in him and such. So um, Jesus kind of said to them, hey, when you, he didn't kind of said to, say to them, he did say to them, when you come before the council, when you're put before councils and they're testing you and trying you and all of that for your faith in me, um, don't worry about what you're going to say. The Holy Spirit will give you what to say. So you see, there is a life. And um, as I teach like this, I'm, I'm always sensitive to the fact that I really don't know who's watching this or, you know, who I'm going to be speaking to. But if, you come, if you've come to Christ and you've been born again of the Spirit, you've committed your ways to the Lord, you've trusted in the Lord with all your heart, you're living that life where you're not leaning on your own understanding, but rather in all of your ways, you're acknowledging him. You're putting the Lord first in your life. If you're living that kind of life, then you have the spirit of the Lord within you. Now, we're not being tried today. We're not being persecuted for our faith um, as of yet. Um, could that happen in the future? Very possibly. It's happened in the past. So it can happen again. There's nothing new under the sun. Um, but just in our daily lives today, even when we're not being persecuted or we're not being put before a council, what the Word of God encourages us to do is to trust in the Lord. Um, you know, and just to, you know, rely on Him completely, fully relying on Him and trusting that He's going to guide us and take us through this life. He's going to give us, he's going to place on our hearts the things that are good. And that's what we need to be focused on. Things that are good, pure, lovely, of good report and such. We need to be focused on these kind of things, thinking about these kind of things, you know, concerned about our path, you know, pondering the path, you know, that, that our feet are on and the direction that we're going and um, just putting the Lord first in everything. And when we do, he's there for us. You know, he's going to 
Give us the guidance and the direction that we need in life. You know, and then he goes on and says, all the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Think about that. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. You see, most of the time when people go through life, they think, you know, I'm a good person. You know, I'm okay. I'm not murdering anybody. I'm not stealing from anybody or things like that. Um, you know, so we think that our ways are pure. We think, hey, I'm, I'm doing good. But the Lord is weighing the heart. In other words, he's looking deeper within us. He's looking at who we are internally, not really, uh, not, not necessarily what we're doing on a daily basis, but what's in our hearts. And that's where the Lord desires to work. You know, that's where he does work. Um, it's, it, the Lord works in us, the Bible says, to will and to do of his good pleasure. So again, if you're a person submitted to the Lord, committed to the Lord, then the Lord is doing something within you. And we need to go through life, our daily lives, with that in mind, that he's doing something within us. And believe me, we all know how easy it is to get discouraged in life, um, to feel like, hey, where am I going? What's going on in my life? You know, why am I not having a certain amount of success at this or that or the other thing? But we must always keep walking by faith and not by sight as believers in Jesus. Okay, where we're trusting in the Lord and, and really knowing that he's guiding us, like I said. So he, he's weighing our hearts, though, and that's what he's doing. He's doing something within us. Oftentimes, we're looking to God to say, you know, God, provide this for me physically or this for me financially or, you know, heal me of this or help me get this job or whatever. And if it's the Lord's will that we get this job, then yeah, he's going to help you get this job. If it's the Lord's will that you live in a certain place, then yeah, he's going to guide you and direct you in that place. But the point is, is that we need to be more concerned with what's in our hearts than what's going on outwardly in our lives. So we need to have a foundation, you know, of having a pure heart. You know, not, not what's pure in our eyes or not what we think is right, but what is truly pure within our hearts where God is working and what God wants to do in our lives, okay? So then verse three says, commit, I'm in Proverbs 16, verse three, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Now there's a great promise there from the book of Proverbs, right? If we commit our works to the Lord, then our thoughts will be established. What this is saying is as if we're going against the will of the Lord, then our works are not going to be established. But if we're committed, if we're committing our works to the Lord, then our thoughts will be established. Okay, so what what we see throughout the scriptures, throughout the entire Bible, is commitment, 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 focused, right? Uh, just determined to say, I'm going to live for the Lord. I'm going to put the Lord first in my life. I'm going to honor Him with you know, the things I do and the things I say. You know, uh, David prayed and said, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. And that's what our desire should be and how we live our lives, right? And the direction that we take through this life. Um, 
The verse 4 says, The Lord has made all for himself. Yes, even the wicked for the day of doom. You see, so there's going to be that time. There is going to be that judgment day. There is going to be that time when, you know, every knee will bow before the Lord Jesus Christ. And every tongue will confess that he is Lord. So if you're on this side, you know, of eternity right now, and you're not confessing that Jesus is Lord, the day is coming when you will. It's just a plain and simple fact. It is going to happen, and that day is getting closer and closer. In the meantime, if we're committing our ways to the Lord, um, and we realize that the earth is the Lord's in all its fullness, it all belongs to Him. He is Lord. We are His servants. We bow to Him. We worship Him. We're led by Him, by His Spirit, and we are to be obedient to Him. Okay? Verse 5 goes on to say, Everyone proud in heart is as an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none go unpunished. You see, many people, and maybe you're someone that's come upon this today, and say, I'm not bound to knee. I don't believe in the Lord. I don't believe in all that stuff. Whatever, you know. The, the Bible is very clear. Everyone proud in heart um, is an abomination to the Lord. So if you're proud in your heart and you're saying, I am my own man, I'm my own woman, I'm doing my own thing, I'm going my own way. Yeah, God's, God doesn't like that. Why? Because he designed you to be in fellowship with him. He has a purpose and a plan for your life. He has something good for your life. And you know what? You're not going to go unpunished, you know, for denying your creator and not submitting and committing your ways to him. Verse 6, in mercy and, tro in mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity. And by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. So we do know that in God's great mercy, in God's great love, in God's great grace, he provided an atonement for our sin. Did he not? Yes, he did. Jesus Christ, the righteous. He provided an atonement for our sin. But the second half of that verse, uh, verse 6 says, And by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. So when you're reverently serving the Lord, you're going to depart from evil. You're not going to go in the way of sin. You're not going to make those choices again. It all goes back to being born again. It all goes back to being led by the Spirit. You know, committing your ways to the Lord, honoring the Lord in the things that you say and the things that you do, committing your ways to Him. He establishes your thoughts. He puts His Spirit within you, and He leads and He guides you through this life. Okay? So we go on, verse 7, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. That's a wonderful promise as well. When a man's ways please the Lord, are your ways pleasing to the Lord? He makes even your enemies to be at peace with you, right? Because what happens is, is when we're focused on the ways of the Lord and we're fixed on doing his will, well, then we're walking like Jesus walked. We're talking like Jesus talked because we have the mind of Christ. Because we've been born again of the Spirit, we have the mind of Christ. And that's what pleases the Lord. That's what pleases the Lord, our faith in 
Jesus, right? Without faith, it's impossible to please God, okay? So we must be pleasing to the Lord in the way that we live our daily lives. Now, as I'm recording this, um, it's just coming to mind that if you're listening and, and you've listened thus far and, and you do have questions about what we're talking about or you'd like to expound more, you'd like to talk about this more, you'd like maybe some more nuts and bolts to, to how you can live this kind of way, email me. My email is dave at aloveoutreach.com and I'd love to hear from you and love to help you if I can, if there's any way that I can. Um, so... Anyway, let's read on. Verse 8. Better is little with righteousness than vast revenues without justice. So know something here about the book of Proverbs, right? It's, it's a, sometimes there's one or two, three verses that are strung together. But a lot of times it's just this verse and then it moves on to a different subject in the next verse and then a different subject in the next verse, right? And that's what we have. Just, just wanted to point that out to you here. That's what we have with Proverbs. But it says, better is little, better is a little with righteousness than vast revenues without justice. You see, that's what God cares about. He cares about justice. He cares about things that are virtuous, things that are good, things that are holy, things that are pure, things that are just. Like I mentioned earlier, that's what he wants us thinking on. That's what he wants our focus to be. But a lot of people want to just say, hey, I'm just going to go out and get as much as I can. I don't care what I do to others. I don't care if I smash them or crush them or whatever. I really don't care about that at all, right? But that's not the wisdom that the Lord gives us. That's not the way of the Lord. Therefore, it's not the way of the person who is led by the Lord. So if you're cheating people, I think of Zacchaeus, right, in the Bible, in the New Testament. Um, he was a man that wanted to see the Lord. The Lord saw him up, you know, he was a, a man of short stature. He climbed up in a tree to see the Lord as the Lord was walking by. The Lord said, Zacchaeus, come down. We're going to have dinner at your house. I'm going to have dinner at your house. The Lord came into his home, came into his life, impacted his life. The man, uh, Zacchaeus, said, you know what, I'm going to make things right with people. Everything I stole, some, everything I took from somebody, or if I cheated somebody, over-collected money, whatever it is, I'm making things right. That's what repentance is. And this man, Zacchaeus, was a man that was committed to, that had, at that point in his life, committed to the Lord, and now had repented of his sin, okay? And, uh, you know, yeah, he had that, he had that place in his life, like verse 8 is talking about here, where vast revenues, but he had it without justice, okay? And what again, what God cares about is justice and, and what is good and pure. And, and, and again, where are these things, where do these things need to be in our lives? They need to be in our hearts, right? They need to be within us, not just what we think is pure with our eyes, where we think, oh, this is good enough. I'm living good enough. No, is it godly? Is it in accordance with the word of God? Is it Christ-like? Are you led by the Spirit in how you are living? So let me read on a little bit more here. A man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Is that, I mean, that's a wonderful thing as well. I mean, it's up to us, though, that we plan our ways. We got to put effort into it. We got to make plans to what we're doing. 
And again, as long as it's good, as long as it's pure and holy and just, as long as we're not stealing from people, we're doing business legitimately, we're, we're choosing a career path that's taking care of our family and, and putting us in a position to, to help others and do things like that because our focus is right, we're committed to the Lord, um, you know, then, then the Lord's going to direct our path. He's going to direct our steps, right? Because we're committed to Him. But, but it takes effort on our part. That's what, that's what we see in verse 9 there. We've got to do some planning. We've got to do some things as well. Okay? Verse 10, uh, Divination is on the lips of the king. His mouth must not transgress in judgment. So when you're put into a position of authority, um, you know, this is talking about a king here, but you you can't transgress. You can't um, commit iniquity. You know, you can't make bad judgments. You can't do things that, you know, benefit you and do not benefit others. You know, we need to be looking out for the well-being of others. That's what Jesus calls us to do as servants, right? To consider others as better than ourselves, okay? So we need to be looking out for the betterment of everybody, okay? And unfortunately, in our world today, we have political parties and such that get in to power, say, here in this country, in the United States of America, there's all forms of government all over the world that probably do the same kind of things. But, you know, our government, for example, is, you know, they work for us. They can't make judgments telling us what to do. We, they're, they're doing what is for our good, Okay, and they need to be concerned about things like justice and law and order. That's their role. Read Romans chapter 13. The government's role is those type of things, right? Not coming into our, not coming into our homes, telling us how to live, where to work, what to do, and all that kind of stuff, right? So it's important that, you know, person in leadership leads in a godly manner. Now, I know that that might be pie in the sky when it comes to the government of the United States and such. But again, what God is concerned about is not so much that kind of thing. He puts that kind of thing in order. He talks about governments in the Bible. But what he is concerned about, what I'm talking about today, is our hearts. Where are we in our hearts? Are we committed to the Lord? Are we focused on Him? And are we, you know, doing His will in the way that we live our daily lives, okay? Um, verse 11, honest weights and scales are the Lord's. All the weights in the bag are his work. It is, abom it is an abomination for kings to commit wickedness, for a throne is established in righteousness. Again, unfortunately, we live in a world where sin prevails. Um, you know, people love to transgress. People are looking out for their own good. Even people in governmental positions today, are they, they do what they think is pure in their eyes. This is what makes me feel good. This is what I think is right, with no concern as to whether it's right in the sight of the Lord. This should not be the case with you and me and how we live our daily lives. Nor should, be, sure, should it be the case with kings, but are our leaders reading the word of God? Well, we know that many years ago, um, I think it was before my lifetime, if I'm not mistaken, the Bible was taken out of schools. 
you know, and it wasn't part of the curriculum anymore. And it's still not part of the curriculum today unless you're going to a private school or a Christian school. So there, there's no soundness in education today. It's everybody just does what makes them feel good or what they think is right. But that's why we that's why we are, we may now be seeing and we definitely probably will in the future see this country begin to decay more and more. Why? Because we're leaving the word of God out. Now look, I'm not trying to get political here. I promise you I'm not. I don't like getting political at all. But really what I'm talking about is where are you and and me? Where are we in our hearts in the way we live our daily lives? You see, God looks at us as individuals and he's looking at our heart when he's looking at us. So yeah, it'd be nice if we had a government that cared about righteousness and holiness and what was good and pure and just and all of that kind of stuff. It'd be nice if we did. Now, I'm not saying they don't at all. There's some good things that governmental people can do and that they do indeed do. So, you know, anyway, we're just talking about what, the way things should be, right? And uh, that's how what we should be concerned about, okay? And then verse 13, righteous lips are the delight of kings and they, and they love him who speaks what is right, a messenger's uh, as messengers of death is the king's wrath, but a wise man will appease it. Now, remember who wrote this, right? This was written by King Solomon, okay? So he was, he was giving us this wisdom that God gave to him. Thankfully, it was written down, right? This was wisdom that God gave to Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, okay? And he's saying this is how a king should really be. This is how a person in leadership should really be. You could take this and apply it into your life if you're in a position of leadership, maybe at your job. You know, you're a manager or supervisor of some sort. How do you treat people? How do you treat people? Do you keep things good? Do you keep things pure in your workplace? Or is there just foul-mouthed people going off and fighting and all of that kind of stuff and contentions and all that? You're not being a very good leader if you're allowing that to happen under your watch. You got to step forward and do something about it. Whatever, whoever you are, man or woman, whoever you are, if you've got a position of leadership at, out in the workforce, step up, step up and and uh, do what's right. You know, so. But a wise man will appease it. Verse fifteen: In the light of the king's face is life, and his favor is like a cloud of the latter rain. How much better to get wisdom? Okay, verse 16 now kind of moves on to a different subject, right? How much better to get wisdom than gold? Do you ever think that way in your life? I mean, are you more money motivated than you are, you know, wisdom motivated? Do you care about how you're living your life? Do you care that you're walking in a wise way in accordance with the ways of the Lord? Or are you more focused on you get what you, you whatever you can. You know you're going after the money, right? Um, verse sixteen again. How much better to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. Okay, so there's things far more valuable than money, and if you don't know that, then you got to check your heart. You got to check where you are in your life. Okay, um, 
Let's see, uh, verse 17, the highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who keeps his way preserves his soul. Man, that's big time wisdom for us right there. Okay, the highway, let me read it again. Um, The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who keeps his way preserves his soul. So it's talking about walking in righteousness, right? Doing what's right, walking in holiness. Again, I know I keep, this is redundant here, right? But pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. See, again, there are people out there that just say, this is my way. This is the way we do it. This is the way it's going to be. And I don't care about anything else. That's pride. And pride goes before destruction. Now, oftentimes we see people live in in a proud manner here on this earth in the way that they do things, in the way that they live their lives, and they might live to be 80, 90, 95 years old. They might live a long life and you never saw their destruction. Well, it's coming because it's about the soul. Do you see the second part of that verse? Um, Verse 18 Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before and a haughty spirit before a fall, right? I'm sorry, verse 17. I wanted to I, my mind was jumping back to verse 17 there. He who keeps his way preserves his soul. So that's what it's about. It's about your soul. It's about who you are in your heart, right? So we're not to be proud. We're not to be haughty. He who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Doesn't need any explanation. Take heed to the word. I'm reading the word to you. You've got a Bible in your house? Read it. Take heed to it. Live it, right? And you'll be happy. The wise in heart will be called prudent, and sweetness of the lips increases learning. Okay? So we're to be wise, right? We're to be wise. We're to look, prudent means to look to the future, And to consider your ways and say, what's my end? Or where am I going? Where am I going to be a week from now? Okay, where am I going to be? How am I going to be? How am I going to be more like Christ in my future, right? Sweetness of the lips increases learning, right? Talk kindly to people. You can learn more. You can grow more. Communicate well with people. Don't be a person of a foul mouth. Don't be proud and haughty in the way that you speak. Understanding is a wellspring of life to him who has it, but the correction of fools is folly. So again, wisdom, understanding, constantly telling us to get these things. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and has learning to his lips. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth. In other words, guard what you say. You don't just need to blurt everything out of your mouth. So much to learn from the Proverbs here. I really didn't expect for this to be as long as this is going here, but I'm just going to keep going through these verses. If you hung with me this far, stay with me here, right? Um, Where would I leave off at? The wise in the heart will be called prudent, and sweetness of the lips increases learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life to him who has it, but the correction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb. Sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. 
Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. When you speak those kind words to people, you are exhorting them and edifying them and helping them, but it's also benefiting you because you're, you'll be considered wise. You'll be considered a good man, a good woman. And then verse 25, such a powerful verse. There is a way that seems right to a man, to a man, but its end is the way of death. See, again, this goes back to what we read earlier about what's pure in verse uh, 2. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes. Verse 25 says there's a way that seems right to a man. In other words, I think, ah, this is good enough for me. In other words, you're not using any wisdom. You don't have the Spirit of the Lord in you. You're not taking heed to the Word of God. You're just saying, this is good enough. This is the way I want. This is the way I want to go. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to get what, what I want, right? Well, the end of that is the way of death because you're not walking pleasing the Lord. The person who labors, labors for himself, for his hungry mouth dries, drives him on, right? No, no one's going to miss a meal. I mean, for the most part, people will do whatever they can to get a meal. They're going to work, and, and that's kind of a good thing, isn't it? We should work, we should do things that benefit society, that help others around us and such, and in the, mean, in the meanwhile, we get fed as well. And an, an, an ungodly man, verse 27, an ungodly man digs up evil, and it is on his lips like a burning fire. Plain and simple, that's what an ungodly person lives like. They're digging up evil and always trying to stir up strife. That's an ungodly person. Someone that's trying to cause a fight. Someone that goes around saying, oh, hey, you know what he said about you? Oh, you know what they said? You know what she said, right? This is an ungodly person. They're trying to dig up evil. They're trying to stir up strife. There's no godliness in that person. The spirit of the Lord is definitely not in that person. A perverse man sows strife and a whisperer separates the best of friends. A violent man entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good. He winks his eye to devise perverse things. He, he purses his lips and brings about evil. Again, just the same kind of person. That person that you can say, man, they're just up to no good. They're just up to no good. Are you that person? Repent. Change. Did you come upon this video and you're that type of person? Repent. Give your life to Jesus. Commit your ways to the Lord. The silver-haired silver head is a crown of glory. I got some silver on my head here, right? If it is found in the way of righteousness, that's the key. There's a lot of old fools, right? Old people that, you know, got, got the silver hair like me who aren't walking in the ways of righteousness. The key is the older you get, the wiser you should get. The older you get, the more you should be walking in the ways of righteousness and doing what's good because you should be able to turn around and teach others and tell others what to do and how to live, right? Verse 32, he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. You see the fruit of the spirit, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is temperance, self-control. The, 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 the Lord through his Holy Spirit gives us the ability to rule our spirit, to control our anger, to control the way we live. But we must yield to the Lord. We must yield to the spirit of the Lord. We must commit our ways to him. So this 
all takes effort. We have to put forth the effort. Let me read the last verse. The lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. So in our lives, things come our way. Seasons come, seasons go, right? Things fall into our laps sometimes. It's before us, and, and we have to say, this is from the Lord. Whatever it may be, I need to deal with it in such a way that it's from the Lord. And all of this, this whole chapter today, and you know, I'm, I'm just doing this for today. I may, maybe I'll come back on another day and do another proverb, but I'm doing this today to exhort you to do the same thing, to get out the Bible and to read and to see how does this apply to me and to look at your heart, look in with, within your soul and say, are my ways pleasing to the Lord? Or am I acting in anger? Am I acting in unrighteousness? Am I speaking impure words? Am I digging up evil? Things that are hurting other people because that's not pleasing to the Lord. And if probably if you've listened this far, you care. You care about the things of the Lord. If you've stuck with this this far, then you care. And the Holy Spirit of the Lord is working in you right now, trying to reach you and trying to say, hey, check yourself. And I'm not talking to you like you're saved or unsaved. It's not even a point at the moment right here. I'm just saying, you know, if you are in Christ and you're walking in the Lord, or if you're not in the Lord, one way or the other, the Spirit of the Lord is working in all of us to say, here's how we should live. Here's how we should walk through this life. Here's the things we, the way we should speak, sweetness coming out of our mouths. But where does it all start? It starts within our soul, deep within us. God's looking at the heart. He's weighing your heart. And he's saying, where are you today? Are you walking in the paths of righteousness? And you know what? He's provided the way. Jesus, the way, the truth, the life. The only way for us to come to the Father is through Jesus. The only way for us to be born again. The only way for us to walk in the way of righteousness and holiness is through faith in Him, through fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, and emulating what He did in the, in, in the way that He walked, right? Living that ourselves, caring about the things of the Lord, being concerned about that. So just an exhortation today from the book of Proverbs, chapter 16, Really appreciate you um, listening thus far. Again, like I said earlier, if you have any questions or anything that um, we can help you with uh, as a ministry, like I said, I gave you my direct email address, dave at loveoutreach.com, or you can go to my website, um, which is www.aloveoutreach.com. That's the website for the ministry. There's a contact form there. Um, you can fill that out. And uh, I'll get that email as well in that way. So God bless. Thank you for watching or listening, whichever the case may be, because this does go out in podcast form as well. But I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you next time.